Calling all benders and non-benders alike. Jump into the epic world of Avatar with your favorite podcast, Avatar, Braving the Elements. Hosted by me, Janet Varney. And me, Dante Bosco. Each week we'll recap and discuss a new episode. So come join us and our amazing guests from creators to cast to superfans to chat about all things Avatarverse. It's Fire Nation time. Book of Fire. Let's go. Listen to Avatar Braving the Elements wherever you get your podcasts. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Welcome to Lock and Key Unlocked, a podcast about Lock and Key on Netflix, as well as the source material comics by Joe Hill and Gabriel Rodriguez. Mm -hmm. I'm Alex. I'm Justin. I'm Pete. And we are going to be talking about Season 2, Episode 3 of Lock and Key on Netflix, titled Small World After Something. After all. Except without the after all. But this is something we speculated a little bit about in our trailer preview, trailer preview, excuse me, podcast. And we get it in a, no pun intended, big way in this episode. Now, I would have called this episode Big Spider. That's Uh, just me. Oh, yeah. Uh, This is the episode that I've been dreading ever since we saw that Big Spider back in the teaser trailer. And... It's even more horrifying than I could have expected. Yes. <laughs> but go watch the episode if you haven't. Lots of spoilers that we already dropped here, but the broad overview is that we're dealing with the fallout that Erin Voss, Voss is back. She she's is. Back. She's back. Not necessarily better than ever. In fact, pretty nope. stressed out the entire time, but she's older. Key, older than older. ever. Yeah. She's like is all living. Of us. <laughs> yep. Every second of every day, baby. She is living at Key House now and wants all the keys back, doesn't think the lock should be dealing with the keys. She thinks it's too dangerous. And, of course, there is quite a bit of danger there as we find out exactly what was going on with the dollhouse that Hot Josh had. Turns out it is (laughs) the entrance to the small world key. And through a series of circumstances, as we mentioned, a spider crawls into the dollhouse, becomes huge takes over the key uh, key house, and uh, they end up having to fight back at it. Meanwhile, in the background, Gabe and Eden decide to make a key. Um, in the meantime, Gabe decides to really screw with uh, everybody quite a bit. Um, mm. Screws with Scott, right, in this episode? Yes, this was yeah. a big... Um, Gabe knows, for as uh, sort of bad at being a villain as Gabe has been this season... He also knows when he's losing to another dude. <laughs> yes, so he's going to exactly. make some moves. So that causes some problems and some swishing around of the keys by the end. Also, as uh, Gabe and Eden find out, it isn't so easy to make keys. In fact, they might have been tricked Ooh. by Chamberlain Locke or the ghost of Chamberlain Locke by the end. And at the end oh, of the episode, guys, big, can't trust them. big event here. The Locke kids make the decision to give Duncan his memories back. And that's where we leave off with him getting everything that was stolen to him uh, from him by the keepers of the keys back in his memory. So we'll see the ramifications of that the next episode. So also, it was more Aaron then, but they, they okayed it and they were like, well, yeah, I think everybody makes the decision together. And it ultimately is Kinsey and Tyler who bring it back there. They talk to him. It's very gentle, sort of sad, emotional scene right at the end of the episode. And yeah. thankfully, it gives us enough space from that horrible, horrible spider. I feel like that's what's going to happen when I die. You two are going to show up. You're going to have a giant black briefcase, and you're going to shoot me in the back of that. 
What? Wait. <laughs> what are you? What do you? This think is happened before you die. Yeah. 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 No, we're going to finally put all the memories of the podcast that you recorded that you forgot about back right. in your head. We oh. did a whole Doom Patrol podcast, right? Then. Oh, <laughs> that's not cool, dude. That's, that's not, not cool. cool. Not cool. Yes. Uh, I wish but what we is cool, did. What is cool is this episode. I yes. think this season has just sharpened all of the storytelling tools. They do such a great job with their beginnings and endings this season so far, I feel mm-hmm. like, have really shown... But and I, adding Aaron Voss to the main group, I think, is so fun. And the fact that we're maybe going to get Duncan in the no yeah, going forward. Duncan back. Is great. That be, makes quite a squad who know the magic. But I do think it puts Nina even more isolated. Hmm. She's like uh, swimming in a giant pool or two giant pools, a.k.a. Josh's beautiful eyes. And oh, as stop. she wanders through those uh, places, where she, where she end up? She, evil Josh is not to be trusted. Is evil you, Josh the same as hot Josh? Yes, yes. hot Josh. <laughs> yeah, it's the same person. Interesting. Mm. Why do you think he's evil at this point, Pete? Uh, if you went on a date with somebody and then. Evil, uh, right there. Evil behavior, gone. No, yep. I'm just saying. And then showed up at their stay, house. Stay single, Pete says. And and yeah. there was a miniature replica of your house that you live in in that person's house. You don't think that's creepy and weird? I mean, it is a little weird. I'm he- I hear you, you on that. And uh, but I think we have. I think there are two very clear paths for Josh. He will be found out to be evil. But I don't know if we need more evil in this show right now. There's lots of evil. Yep. Or he will be good, and then he will be dead. <laughs> my two. That's it. That's it. I oh, think that's man. what we got for old Joshy. Oh man. I think we'll have to see what happens. But overall, while we're talking about this already, why don't we discuss Nina and Josh's storyline here? Because it goes from classic meet cute of the last episode where they hate each other, they hate each other, but turns out maybe they love each other. And in this episode, we get a play date where Jamie and Bodie are playing around with the small world key. Meanwhile, they're having coffee downstairs, having a nice time, decide to have a little playdate of their own and we ultimately see that they go on a bowling date together and bond over Aww. their shared dead spouses this is the sort of thing i will say to pete's point that i don't think they're playing it this way but this is the sort of thing where it's like he would have made up a dead spouse to bond with nina but i don't think that's what's happening here necessarily at all and ultimately i think it's funny, this almost, I don't know if you guys watch Scandal, but this almost plays to me like Darby Sanchfeld's comfort zone in terms of like an ABC show, almost more than what's going on in Lock and Key. Uh, I don't know what uh, you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> completely lost both of us there. I, all I got to say is like, it his like, his where he's like, yeah, I used to have family that grew up around here. And then just sits in it like he there's some kind of connection to his family and the Locke family. Maybe somebody was murdered by the Locke family and he wants vengeance or some of his family saw something shady they could never explain. And then they always blame the Locks. And so, like, he's been doing research since he's, you know, historical buff, which says creeptastic all over it. I yeah. History is creepy. Thank you. Yeah, exactly. You ever open a book? Disgusting. No thanks. (laughs) If there's pictures, there's not discussion. But let me say, Pete, I I think you're maybe onto something. I do think because I'm more and more confident we're going to get a flashback episode 
or an episode where um, the kids are going to be able to experience or see uh, Ren- young Rendell and young Aaron and that whole group uh, doing this performance of The Tempest and something oh, happening yeah. there. There could be a Josh, a young Josh that was involved there and maybe saw it and has always been on the outside looking in. But I guess I'm just he. I think he is hiding something. I just don't know if evil is what he's mm-hmm. hiding. Again, just to get back to what I was saying is my point is the Nita Josh thing almost feels like its own ABC style romance show. Is I got you. Oh, that's I got what, you okay. I got you. Okay, yeah. yes. But there's like Not a dark to sit on edge that to during it. your very interesting discussion. But I, I just wanted to clarify what I know. There's good, a dark now edge know. to it that I yeah. would uh, I would say maybe like ABC After Dark or something. You know what I mean? Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, ABC After Dark. I think that's just pornography you're watching, Pete. <laughs> no, I'm not ABC like After a, like Dark a... is Jimmy Kimmel. <laughs> yeah. Is that what you think it is? Jimmy Kimmel? All right. No, I mean like Who's a sidekick? Evil, Guillermo? Maybe a Do you ghost? think it's a little more Guillermo? Guillermo? What? Oh it's like a Guillermo-Jimmy Kimmel romance is what you're saying, Oh, Pete. boy. <laughs> but I do like this, and I like seeing Nita happy, even though, of course, it's inevitably going to come crash down at the end on her, I think. I also like Jamie and Bodie. I'm actually legitimately more suspicious of Jamie in every scene, even though what? I know that's ridiculous. That is I a mean, child, I say, Alex. Come on. But I'm the naturally way suspicious she... of all children. What oh, are they up the... to with sure. their little uh, hands? Mm, they're... <laughs> And I'll is tell you what, weird? their teeth are too small, too. What's oh going on there? It's weird. What is going on with They you? have Plus two they, sets of teeth in their skull. Children. They, like, what do you... they keep falling out. Their little hands are so, almost like spider oh, legs oh, in a lot yeah. of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, so I get why you're scared of them. Kids, you think is... Jamie, like, trains spiders when she's not, you know, being a kid, like she's an evil spider queen <laughs> or something? She's not being a kid. Yeah. In her time off from being a kid, yeah, when she punch, when she clocks out at night, punching the old kid clock, yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, glad that's over with. Time to relax. Uh, all right, Hard work being a kid. Lights a cigar. Lights a cigar. Yeah. Becomes an old uh, old man. Has a sip of whiskey from her flask. Oof. Uh, I, I mean, I will say the way that we're seeing Jamie, it is a little suspicious. But I just think that's even wilder. The idea yeah. that <laughs> that she would be the evil one of the uh, Josh relationship, her and Josh. Uh, I I thought all of the tiny house stuff was really fun. She is she is like what Bodie was last at the start of last season. She's like these keys are cool. Let's play mm-hmm. around. And Bodie's like, I'm dealing with a giant spider situation. He's like, I don't know, dude. I'm just having some fun over here. So I like that. Maybe she's sort of acting as like the, remember, this is actually an innocent thing. And on the other side, you have Aaron saying things like, these keys are deadly. I don't even care about the demons that are also happen to be chasing us. Yeah. I agree. I loved all the small world stuff. I thought that was very fun. This show, just like the comic book, really sings whatever you get into fun Bodie sequences. And here, him smashing his bed later on, Jamie putting the gummy bear in and him biting the gummy bear. There's a shot towards the end of the episode of him just like sitting on his bed, texting and eating a piece of gummy bear. Very fun. Just fun visuals across the board. And I think that's ultimately something that I I want from the show and the show is giving us. 
Well, and I, I think it it did take us back to um, a key whispering to Bodhi, him discovering mm-hmm. it. Like that was really fun, and that just the way that they show and don't tell what a key does. Like the gummy bear, the bed first, and the gummy bear, and then you see the spider crawl across the roof. Oh, uh, yeah. Sun, yeah. Uh, yeah, with skylight, and then it's there. It's just like it's like this is fun but a little bit scary and a little bit, oh, we should worry about this. And then that was very scary. And then it's in their faces and they're dealing with it. I thought it was great. And also the way it was like uh, back and forth between like giant and small, like the hand coming down uh, with the tissue paper on it to grab it, the pencil. It was just like all that was so much fun. And it really captures a lot of what the comic book, like this magical stuff that these keys can do. The show is really showing that in such a cool way. Um, yeah, I'm very, very happy with the choices the TV show is making like creatively with how they're showing the keys. Can we very briefly mention while we were talking about Bodhi and the phone, the Netflix plug here that for some viewers might be to borrow a Pete phrase, a little bit of a kick in the nuts was Bodhi was watching Dark Crystal Age of Resistance, yes. the great but canceled after one season show, which is a huge bummer. Yeah, and I thought, I wonder why they did that, if it was like a shout out, like this show is actually really good, or I'm not sure why they would do that, but I loved that. I love the original mm-hmm. movie, and that Dark Crystal show was really well done. I think yeah. it was the actor uh, making the choice. Like Bodhi just happened to be watching that, and they called action, and then they just kept rolling. Mm-hmm. And he they was were originally like, watching Sex away. Life, and they were like, "No, we got to sub that out for something else, another Netflix show." Yeah, uh, Bodhi, get off your phone is what they say a lot. <laughs> All right, we'll just have to use the shot. Yeah, we'll just. That's use definitely it. how. It, that's definitely how it works. Absolutely. Let's talk about the spider. I'm going to get this out of the way because it creeps me out even to think about it. First of all, can a spider really make that much webs in such a short period of time? That doesn't seem scientifically possible to me, to be frank. That was your What? That's my huge problem with the episode. Wow. Well, have you ever seen... Like, have you seen a spider? Like, have you ever gone I've someplace? I've never seen a spider, but go ahead. <laughs> have you ever gone someplace and then come back a little bit later and there's a giant spider web there? Because that happens. They're yeah, fast. Yeah, I guess that's true. I guess that's true. They, right. Those webs aren't – I, I bought it. I mean, I guess you could maybe quibble with the fact that the webs were really tiny and that spider had a big butt. Big mm-hmm. spider web <laughs> shooting butt. What are so you trying maybe, to say? Maybe the web should Don't have been a little bit. Shame the thicker. spider for having yeah. it had a perfectly and fine it could butt not for lie. its. Yeah, it had a perfectly fine <laughs> butt for its body. I'm not shaming it. I, I'm actually saying exactly that. The butt was big, and so was everything else. Oh, okay. uh, so that's why the um, the spider web would maybe be a little thicker. But mm. um, otherwise, I thought that was awesome. When Bodhi couldn't get his door open, throws on the Hercules belt, and is immediately immersed in the spider web world. I love how fast the danger came upon them. Yep. Ran, run, run, run. Let's go hide behind this door. Door smash. Run, run, run. Hide behind this door. Door smash. Run, run, run. Hide behind this other door. Door smash. That spider is no problem with doors. And yeah. then the way that, that uh, Jamie actually dispenses with it was perfect. Awesome. It was really cool. That was great. I also loved, got very nervous about Duncan's reaction at the end there, just oh. as he sort of lost it. Like, yeah, he got, just, he got turned into a real dick. 
Well, before we get even to that, there's trying to wrap my head around what is going on in Duncan's mind at this moment, because he sees the spider. You got to grapple with that emotionally. And then suddenly he loses all memory, but looks around and there's spider guts everywhere and the kitchen is ruined. That's upsetting. And I think that's the well, point. Well, there's not there. spider guts right. everywhere. The spider guts was in the hallway upstairs. Oh, then it's not upsetting. Yeah, it's just <laughs> pasta, pasta all over the. He he. Last thing he knows is he's working hard in this dinner, and then he comes to, and you know his pasta is everywhere. Oh, I see where the confusion comes. I call pasta spider guts. Oh my yeah. bad, my bad. That's true. You have a very childhood. That's why you grapes are uh, human eyeballs, mm-hmm. right? When you go to the store, you're like, uh, could I? I wanted green human eyeballs, not these purple human eyeballs I have here. Right, and can I get some uh, green eyeballs, some spider guts? And uh, the witch's hair, if you can get me yeah. the witch's hair. I know it's very similar to Spider's Guts. But is that a broom? Sure. Hey, witch's hair is we a got broom? one order of witch's hair over here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what I was going to say about all of this is I agree with you, Duncan. The, the way the magic works is interesting because it's not a hard and fast rule. Like, it takes a moment. It's not absolute. And I like that about it. It's a little fuzzy at the edges, like... A lot of things in the in this show, and the, the fact that the show leans into it is really cool. And another moment we should talk about is when um, Duncan picks up the Anywhere key that Eden leaves behind. Oh. I feel like he picks it up and looks at it and is like, this is important. Don't know why, can't really see it, but I'm going to hold on to it. And I think that's great because it feels like the magic is like it's a little bit dusty in there and it's good. I also think on that note, they did a really good job just with the key moves in this episode. Like, it's a little bit, I was actually not trying to do a pun there, but it it's a little bit like chess, right? Like moving the pieces around the board and putting them in different places. So now the locks have the anywhere key. They also have the music box key back in their possession. Um, so we're putting things in different places here, but at the same time, it feels organic to the action. And it also feels organic to... Eden and Gabe's storyline, who, as you mentioned earlier, Justin, are just messing up. Like, they're they're yeah. messing up big time here because they are emotional demons who can't keep it together. hundred <laughs> uh, percent. And the way that, um, yeah, they, they're moving quick. Like, they're, they think they're smart and they're moving quickly and they get the music box, backs, box back but sacrifice the Anywhere key, which is one of the most powerful keys, uh, especially yeah. in the first season of this show. Um, so I think that's very cool. Um, and the music box, I'm glad, because she, Eden ends up taking the music box key, right? And leaving yeah, the music box? Yeah, she has box. the key. She leaves right. the box, yeah. So that's good because that is the scariest. To me, that's scarier. The than headless really ballerina is pretty creepy. I just mean the power the music box key has over people is the one I like the least. Interesting. Why is that? Because it's like commanding the ability of that key to make you do against your will harm to the people around you. To me, that's the most threatening. So you would rather some if it was either the tiny dancer key or the one that turns you into like molten guts. Uh, you would rather you're more scared of the the tiny dancer key. Yes, because the molten key, the goop key, mm-hmm. you could see someone coming at you with that music oh. box key. You don't know it's working on you until it's on you. Mm. Yes, it is very easy to see if somebody's tried to stick a key inside of you. Yeah, it happens to me a lot. People are Does always it? trying to unlock me. 
<laughs> That's why we call you the human door. That's right. We, yeah. And the spiders are always pl- blasting right through me. Pete, what is the scariest key to you? Oh, man. I, I, I don't know. I, that one you turn into just kind of goop is pretty scary. The goopify key. Yeah. But don't you think that key, didn't they melt that back down to make the, the key? No, I don't making? think no, so. It's interesting that it. they didn't. Because yeah. they keep talking about needing new whispering iron. It's interesting that it doesn't occur to anybody that maybe you can melt down the keys. Maybe you can't. And maybe you can't, yeah. But, yeah, I guess I guess they have to get new whispering iron at this point because uh, everything exploded at the end of the episode, which I thought well, was a nice twist as well. That was did, a real great moment, uh, especially with how mad Dodge got there and kind of turned into a deviled, scary-looking person. What's the scariest key for you, Alex, before we move on? Probably the matchstick key, just because fire is scary. Like, just <laughs> I see. In general. Fi- fire hot, Alex scared. Yeah. You're like fire, the cave. Fire bad, yeah. I always say. You're the, you're the caveman next door to the caveman with the fire, and you're like, you believe what Og is up to over there? He's got, a fire, he's got all terrible. this dancing light. He's, no thanks. He's got a control. We got to move. Let's go back Let's into move. the... Let's yeah, go back yeah. into the More swamp. into the darkness. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, why don't we... Who else should we talk about at this point? We could definitely talk... We talked about Nina and Josh. We talked about Gabe and Eden a little bit. We well, there's a lot, let's talk more about Gabe and Eden. There's more to yeah. talk about with Yeah, them. sure. Uh, but how we're about, sort of... Good. I, I thought it was impressive how well Gabe was just playing the cool. Just being like... You know, like, hey, guys, like, just let's talk about things. I don't have all these evil plants going on around us. So, like, I'm just going to be chill and, like, uh, well, I do think bust on Scott. Like, Scott, you're already gone. Scott, I don't care about you. Nobody cares about you anymore. I really like this this moment because Gabe and Eden are talking and they're like, we're going to make more keys. We got this figured out. We're so smart. And then he's like, but I got to go fix my relationship with Kinsey. Eden yeah. busts his balls a little bit, and he's like, lay off. He does actually secretly like her, I think, is pretty well established. But his solution to to get his relationship with Kinsey back on track is to make fun of Scott. So he he's he's not experienced. He's not smart. He's not emotionally able to be like, I'll just be nice to her to try to get her back in my good graces, even though he's lying. He's like, I'll just be a little bit shitty to Scott. Uh, and he's like, that'll help me out. And then he does the, he makes Scott punch him, um, which I so think does your, work. Is your take then that Gabe needs to kind of get himself out there a little more, get a little more experience with dating before he can be right for Kinsey? Yes, but wow. much like Pete, I am a Kinsey shipper, it seems like. <laughs> oh my uh, God. But no, what I'm saying is like, he's thinks Dodge thinks that it is doing great is like has this evil plan but at the on the ground the small pieces like Dodge is very bad at understanding humans and trying to move through them and that's yeah. why Dodge keeps making these mistakes uh also over, over I re- over again. I also really like how quickly uh, Kinsey is like oh that's uh the tiny dancer key I don't really like I'm a I'm very happy when people are aware of the mm-hmm. world that they they live in. The person who keeps being like, huh, uh, you know, after time and time and time again of being like, I, I'm, I don't trust this. So I feel like she's like 
we're in a crazy world. Something seems out of place. It's probably one of the keys. And so, yeah, I was very happy that Kinsey was like immediately like, oh, that's what it was. I agree with you, Pete. I always really like when there is a weight of intelligence to a show, particularly when it's a supernatural show and they learn things from their experiences. Yes. I feel like too many shows do that too rarely. And uh, mostly... I would argue that it's probably because it's a little easier to do that. It's a little easier for them to be like, what's going on here? And then figure out the mystery versus if you have like here where Kinsey thinks for five seconds and realizes, oh, this is the music box key that puts you in a harder position as a writer because then you have to figure out, okay, if she knows this is the music box key, what is the next thing that she's going to do? Of course, she's going to call home, find it out. So then you have to figure out what happens with Eden and Gabe. And that puts all of these things in a different position there. But ultimately, like you're saying, it's a much more satisfying thing as a viewer. And ultimately, it's also treating your characters to the top of their intelligence, which is makes it a better show across the board. It also gives our heroes a win when they've another sort of writing challenge is you have a show where the villains know everything and the heroes know almost nothing. And we get that win from Kinsey of her being like, this is the music box key. And then Gabe ends up sort of fooling her by uh, getting the anywhere key going. But I agree with you. I thought that was so cool to have her be ahead of Gabe for a change. Yeah. One moment that I wanted to call out that I really liked that they actually underplayed a little bit, and I, I think it's okay, is towards the end of the episode when Aaron Voss comes into the house and Tyler just wants to know how they got their oh. memories. And Kinsey is like, whoa, 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 we can't hammer her with questions. And then Bodhi runs up and says, hi, I'm Bodhi. And you're like, yeah. oh, no. Yeah, yeah. But I, I expected just question after question. Absolutely. Would, yeah, yeah. But I appreciate they didn't, they let the joke just kind of be there and let you realize what it was through the character and what's happening uh, versus having the rapid fire questions, but very fun. I also really liked how um, Dodge or, or Gabe is being very like, aware of social norms and he is so evil, but to see him thwarted by the evil of like, Hey, Gabe, can you help me in the van uh, with the uh, lobster thing? Yeah. You know, and then he's like, "No, I can't leave Scott Duck. and Kinsey alone." <laughs> yeah, just like the look on his face, like, "Oh, you know." So Doug is the ultimate key. He's the <laughs> ultimate key to all this. Uh, Doug, I also love the- Doug, Doug unlocked. Doug unlocked. That's what we're gonna do for the next podcast. I I love the um, the Savini's discussion of Greece too. Sort mm-hmm. of a controversial take on liking Greece too. Mm-hmm. I feel like that movie has had a reclamation project in the past couple of years or so. It's not good, but I do think people have come around to appreciating it as a cult object more than anything. Uh, and yeah. I say this because I want to hang with the Savinis. Yeah, oh, cool. <laughs> All right, you're a, a Savini. Alex is a Savini. Yes. Thank you. Uh, I did like that, and I liked the scene of Kinsey and Scott working on the script together. I thought that was very sweet and cute. Yes. Great um, collab. Nice. Um, oh, there was something else. Oh, we didn't talk about the baseball cap. That's a huge thing from the comic yeah. book. Yeah. So yes. Aaron goes into Tyler's room. One of the big things, like the iconic look of Tyler for the comic book, for anybody who hasn't read it, is he is wearing this hat that his father gave him that has a fishing lure on it. And I believe we got to see it very briefly towards the end of the first season. And he did the very Wolverine and X-Men thing of like, why would I wear that? Which he reiterates here. 
which is a real, again, to borrow from Pete, kick in the nuts to fans of the comic book, right, Pete? Yeah, super. Yeah. Mm. But Aaron brings it up again. I'm not going to spoil it for anybody who hasn't read the comic books, but just yeah. it's an important hat. So yeah. I appreciate that it's and still there. will probably be an important hat in this. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, I think it'll this... be an important hat in this show and not another show, like Dark Crystal Age of Resistance or something. It makes oh. a lot of sense because the comic book is hey, in a lot of ways cool related to Hey, you guys cool while we're show. doing this? I'm just going to watch Dark Crystal. Is that cool? Absolutely. Good show. Right. I assume you're always watching something else on your phone. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. <laughs> Smart. Uh, um, but I did like seeing that again. I thought that was very nice. Uh, yes. Speaking uh, of, but to wait to oh. your point, Pete, I do think seeing that hat moment makes me think that it will be used this season for mm-hmm. something cool. Yeah, I agree. Or in, uh, you know, in future. But I, I also <laughs> speaking of characters being smart, like I liked how like um, after that whole, I think it was after that whole spider thing, Kinsey was like, "Oh, that's the rat skull." Like she yeah. was like she's also been thinking about that rat skull a lot, and I really appreciated that because, you know, I think we've all been thinking about that rat skull a lot. Well, if if we're talking about the comics and the, as the source material for the show, in the comics, Kinsey is the brains of the operation, and mm-hmm. I feel like in the show, everyone sort of has their role, and there it isn't as defined as that. With Tyler being like the brawn, Kinsey being the brains, and Bodhi being like the innocence and sort of the the discoverer of things. We still have Bodhi being the discoverer, but Tyler and Kinsey were sort of occupying a little bit of the same territory, and I feel like maybe we're starting to separate them and giving Kinsey that power. Mm, um, I like that. Uh, one other... Oh, what were you going to say? Well, I feel like we should talk about Aaron Voss just as a whole. I, I feel like she's a lot yeah, going yeah. on uh, yeah. in this episode. Um, we get this flashback moment 23 years ago at the top yeah. where um, the, the caretaker of the house sees the door, shakes the head oh, keys. Oh, man. And we see Aaron before, like probably right before she went to the um, the house that she lived in. Uh, and then I love the Aaron and Duncan stuff we get in this episode because mm-hmm. you see you see her see him, and then the way he talks, she's like, "Right, oh. we took his memories out of his head," and she's instantly guilty, and that sets up everything at the end of the episode so well. I thought. Yeah, I, to confess something absolutely terrible, I identified with that scene so hard as somebody who consistently forgets who people are. Like, I just, <laughs> I forget people's names. Like, I remember the circumstances of when I met them, but I completely forget people's names all the time. And it felt like that was exactly what was going on with Tuck in there. Like, yeah, you know me. I, I know you as well. Yeah. Right? Yeah, of course. I have a very clear memory of this. Yeah, and while we're doing it, Justin, podcast guy. No. <laughs> no? Okay. Have uh, we... No. Yeah, oh, you. yeah. No, of course, I remember that. We did that Doom Patrol podcast together. So. <laughs> uh, Alex officially asking for it. Um, yeah, I mean, I... Duncan does a good job of playing... Because it's not the magic in that moment, I think. It's just mm-hmm. him being like, yes, great to yeah, see Yeah, I mean, you. it's got to be so frustrating to have these fuzzy memories about stuff, you know? I mean, I don't know. I feel like sometimes he was a little harsh on Aaron. Um, but I, it's it's very interesting, this character who just realized, like, holy crap, I'm not as young as I once thought, and now I'm in this old body... I was surprised that she wanted to go back to the key house. If someone was like, hey, do you want to go back to the key house? I'd be like, I will go anywhere else. Uh, but Well, but 
That said, no time has passed for her, right? Even though she, in her mind, has, I guess, experienced all these years through the magic, it's really all the time and no time at the same time. So you would want to go home. You would want to go to a place you feel comfortable, even if these terrible things that happen there. And I'll also point out that I was really impressed how... I don't know if this is her natural voice, but I felt like the way the actress plays it, she plays it as a younger woman in an older woman's body, which I thought was really neat and very nuanced. She, Yeah, there were moments where you saw that, but she didn't do it too much where it was kind of like Mm -hmm. a... You know, like, I'm amazed at everything. Oh, wow, technology has changed. Like, yeah, it wasn't it's not too a 13 much. going on 30 thing or anything right. like that. She was still... <laughs> she was still Freaky Friday situation? Uh, yeah, it, that's what I'm saying, is I, I think they did big, it in a relatively okay. subtle and nuanced way that I really appreciated. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Yes. Um, a couple other things. I really liked the her line. She really shatters their conf- uh, Tyler and Kinsey's confidence a little bit at the top. They're like, we got rid of Dodge, like sort of cocky about it. And she's like, no, it's the power. The keys mm-hmm. are the thing that you have to worry about. And I think we've already seen that that's going to be the issue. The spider almost kills them because of some very small accidental uh, play date incident. Um, and the uh, I love also how what uh, Tyler's like, how are you able to remember magic? And she's like, they made it. We made a key. She officially has exactly what Tyler wants and sort of the only thing that Tyler has put out there so far this season. I think it's interesting that, like, um, I was happy with the way Aaron was like, the keys are evil. But I was a little, like, upset of how cocky the locks were. Like, we're locks, all right? We don't play by your rules, you know? Like, I was like, guys, let's take it down a notch. She could really be helpful if you guys were a little, you know, like... I guess, but they're teenagers, and they think they took care of Dodge and took care of the situation without her help when she was part of the group that messed it up in the first place. Oh, hey, watch it there. She was, though, so I think they're... It's reasonable for them to not trust her and not listen to her advice, even though she probably is right in the long run. Yeah. I think she definitely is, and I think the the kids have to learn that lesson um, over the course of this season. I I tell you what, we got like moments of Duncan in this. Like I'm excited about Duncan being more a part of the team, and he, he got he talked about working on his car. Yeah, we didn't I've... see the GTL or the parts or wherever it was starting from, but I can't wait for Gracie to make the appearance. You know what I mean? I it's think gonna we're going to get it's the coming. car episode We've ten. It's going to be the last shot, the cliffhanger Ooh. for season three. Speaking of cars, I thought it was a very funny joke that uh, Eden has to walk yes. back to the house and complains about having a 1.3 star rating on Uber, which <laughs> makes sense for a horrible demon. But, you yep. have to be an absolute maniac. I feel like that was foot. Eden had that before. Oh, she you think so? Okay. Uh, yes. Uh, you have to be an absolute maniac to have an Uber rating that low. Yeah. The only way of fixing that is with the Uber key. Oh, boy. That's right. <laughs> I can't wait till we get to that one. Before we wrap up here, any other notes or moments in the episode that you guys wanted to call out in particular? Though I think we covered quite a bit. We did cover a lot. Just the end, like the way um, we use they Gabe used Eden's blood in the key, surprises her with it, cabin blows up, Dodge shows uh, its demon face, which I think is interesting 
because that's something we saw at the beginning of the season, and yep. I don't know what that means. Um, and then ending on putting the memories back in a Duncan. Cannot wait for the next episode. Yeah, I, I really loved how it ended, that whole kind of like the way they did that was nice. Um, but I was also a, a little disappointed in uh, I'm worried about Nina and evil hot Josh. And I just think mm-hmm. that like um, hot. I think it's pronounced hot, evil Josh. Uh, it depends on who you're talking to. But I really he's think more hot. He's more hot than he is evil. You don't know that. You don't know that at all. So far. Yeah. So far. So- so far is right. So, but I think that Nina is, I was hoping like could be, oh, like we don't have to worry so much about her for a little bit. You know what I mean? But yeah, I'm just, I don't know, man. That guy is, it, yeah. It's hot. Good. That guy is hot is what you're yeah, saying. That, right? He's evil. <laughs> Great. All right. Let's talk about the key moment of the episode. Justin, for you, what was the key moment of the episode? Uh, well, I mean, the one that I think <laughs> it's got to be, to no, 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 I, I just, I, I, no, no, I don't want to say, uh, cause we're talking about some things that are, it's a potential spoilers from the comic. So I don't think we want to point to those, some of those things maybe, but mm-hmm. I think it was, uh, Tyler having, uh, gotten Duncan's memories, um, last season and having them right there with them so mm-hmm. that they didn't have to get the plant key, which they no longer have. So Tyler having Duncan's memories there, I think that's putting Duncan back on the team is going to be a big step uh, this season. Pete, what about you? Key moments in the episode? I, for me, it was the uh, giant gummy bear. You know, like mm. the fact mm. that Bodie stopped eating a giant gummy bear to go help everybody and still be a part of this family. Because if I was his age and I had a giant gummy bear, I wouldn't go anywhere. You know what I mean? Like I'd probably eat myself a little bed into that thing and sleep and just kind of eat for the rest of my life. Yeah. So the fact that he like would... he's still. Uh, fighting and a, a part of this family is really impressive, and it says how much uh, uh, character Bodhi has, uh, and I think that's going to be really important moving forward. I think it's funny that you're worried about us coming and showing up and killing you um, mm-hmm. at the end of your life, when really you're going to drown in a gummy bed accident. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give it up for the moment where Gabe and Eden blow up the Whispering Iron because this is their second attempt and they've screwed up two times. So at this point, we have the villains are losing. Granted, we're only three episodes in, but whatever position that puts them in, that's definitely a desperate one. And that is not a good position for our heroes when you're talking about two demons who follow their emotions above all other things. So... We're very early in the season here. We have a lot to go. But again, I think this points to whatever their next move is, it's going to be very, very bad for the locks. How many eps is in this uh, season? Ten. Ooh, Ten. All right. What all if right. I said this 200? 200 episodes this season. Yeah, I believe it. Or talking, yeah. That, that reminds me of something I wanted to say. Like, we learned in this episode that uh, Gabe and Eden, bad at making keys, bad intentions, just bad all around. Right. We learned that the keys, the new keys that uh, the Aaron and Rendell's generation made were made by Duncan, the youngest of them, the most innocent, the most sort of pure of heart. And there does seem to be something to the keys being speaking to the youngest or at least most innocent, much more so as Bodhi's the key finder. Like maybe the, someone who's going to be able to make the keys is Bodhi. Wow. Uh, because he is the one that, you know, uh, isn't going to be make something evil. 
Yeah. I like that theory. That's pretty good. If you'd like to support our podcast, patreon.com slash comic book club. Also, we do a live show every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. to Crowdcast and YouTube. Come hang out. We would love to chat with you about Lock and Key, iTunes, Android, Spotify, Stitcher, or the app of your choice to subscribe, listen, and follow the show at a comic book live on Twitter, at Lock and Key Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, comicbookclublive.com for this podcast and many more. Until next time, keep it locked right here.